Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Volquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Sunday evening, everybody. We appreciate you spending part of your Sunday with us. I'm Chris Lowe, Austin Price, my colleague. We are at the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek, and this is the nation. We do it every Sunday night, and AP, as always, you know, you delivered. You said last Sunday we would have a head football coach at the University of Tennessee (laughs) by this show, and you know what? By golly, we do. Josh Heupel named on Wednesday as Tennessee's head football coach. Uh, Coach Heupel coming over from UCF, where he'd been the last three years, uh, had been in Missouri as an OC prior to that, so he does have SEC experience. UCF, his first head coaching gig, and now he takes over at Tennessee. No stranger to the big stage. And, you know, as I said, he'd been an SEC, he'd coached in the SEC at Missouri. But as a player, he played at Oklahoma, won a national championship, runner-up to the Heisman Trophy, played under Bob Stoops. Um understands the pressures of playing and coaching on a big stage, ended up being a co-offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, was fired, you know, went on and continued to sort of claw his way up to the business, succeeded Scott Frost at UCF, uh, and then here we are. I think we've got a very special guest tonight on the nation, so let's go to the phone lines and welcome the new head football coach of the University of Tennessee, Josh Heupel. Josh, it's Chris in Austin. Welcome to Knoxville, first of all, and welcome to the nation. How are you? <laughs> We're doing awesome. Uh Excited to be a part of All Nation here, and, and uh, just uh, you know the welcome that we've received, and it's been uh, been a lot of fun for our family, and, and uh, excited to get to work here and, and uh, build this thing the right way. Coach, it's Austin. How would you describe this first you know few days on the job? Is there any, is there any way you can kind of put it into context for those yeah. people at home to know exactly like not necessarily what you've been doing, but just how busy and how it's one thing to the next? 
Well, I, th- I think it's uh, never-ending here, and, and that's really the way year one will be. Uh, having gone through it, uh, it's a little bit of a juggling act where you got a lot of balls up in the air, and, and uh, you're, you're trying to make sure that uh, you get to know your, your current players first and foremost. I think that, that's absolutely critical. You're, you're trying to recruit at the same time, and, and then you got to build a staff and, and get uh, your infrastructure here, and, uh, and then you got to teach the – Everybody inside your program, the expectations, that's players and coaches alike. But, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, here are our first four or five days here on campus, opportunity to meet with our players, great uh, group of, of individuals there inside the room that, you know, enlightened me and had a great conversation with me about, you know, what's what's right, what's wrong, how we continue to, to build it, and, and uh, what are the things that we need to, to take the, the steps to where we want to get to go. Hey, Josh, it's Chris again. So, Danny White said the other day that he did an exhaustive search. They reached out to a lot of people. They talked to a lot of people. You're their head football coach. I think a big part of being successful anywhere is wanting to be somewhere, someone that's not afraid of the challenge. Obviously, you know, Tennessee potentially going to have some NCAA issues down the road, but you are not afraid of this challenge. I wondered, as you sort of weighed whether to come and take this job, how much the lure of coming to a place like Tennessee and having a chance to restore it to its past glory was among your decision making for sure uh you know just uh, i said this to our football team the first night that i was here in knoxville um leaving behind a, a great program and a great football team in in orlando a team that uh, in my opinion wound up being a top 25 football team and, and have a chance to, to win a championship the opportunity here where you have leadership that's uh in direct alignment that there's a clear vision of of what they want to accomplish and how they're going to uh, provide the resources to go do those things uh, was a big part of me deciding to come here. This is one of the most iconic brands in all of college sports and in college football, and I'm not sure there's a better venue in all of college football than Neyland Stadium on uh, on Saturday afternoons. And uh, the opportunity to come here with the tradition that's here and have an opportunity uh, with these young men to, to go chase championships is something that I wanted to be a part of. Coach, it's Austin again. I know you've been busy trying to construct your staff. I mean, no matter where I've went, and I think Chris is the same way, we kind of get the you know question, well, what do you think about Coach Heupel? And, and my kind of common you know answer is, is I think you can kind of chalk up the offense for what it will continue to be, which is a high-octane offense that can score. To me, the key to success is finding a defensive coordinator that uh, – you know that you mesh with, and then you know finding some guys that have recruited the South uh, and, and recruited the SEC. How have you went about trying to attack that? I, I know you're not going to give away any names, but you know at the same time, how how have you tried to attack that the last few days, as, if, getting the staff here as quick as possible? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think uh, you know in my my press conference, I said uh, acquiring and and bringing in the right staff is more important than uh, just getting it here by a certain date. Um, at the end of the day, for me, uh, it's important that we have like-minded individuals and understand the vision and, and uh, the way that we want to operate inside of our, our building is we develop you know, 18-year-old young men into, into grown men by the time they're done here and develop them uh, inside of the game of football as well. And, and uh, you know, you talked about the defense coordinator spot. That will absolutely be critical because of all my involvement on the uh, the offensive side of the ball. But uh, each staff member's got to bring, um, you know, a championship uh, pedigree and, and a competitive spirit to, to what they do every day. Josh, it's Chris. So uh, you you do plan to call plays, your own plays at Tennessee. Is that the plan? I do, yes. How hard is that when you're – because obviously 
the best head coaches are guys that can manage the entire program, you know, and, and personalities, program, everything, and, and still call your own plays. Is that overrated or is that difficult to walk that tightrope? Well, I think it's important that you do establish a culture here and uh, you make sure that uh, every portion of your program is following your leadership. And that comes from communication, setting the standards, and making sure that uh, everybody's following those things. Um, Going to oversee an an entire football program, but I think it's important here in year one that uh, we instill what we do on the offensive side of the ball uh, the right way and, and develop our quarterback play and put our kids in the best position to be successful and play the three brands of, or uh, the three phases of the game uh, together and, and uh, been able to manage the game uh, from that perspective and, and plan on doing that. Josh, you, you played for, you coached with, and you coached for a wide spectrum of people, you know, from Bob Stoops uh, right on down the line, Barry Odom. How much does that sort of cross-section of – of not, not only coaches, but different parts of the country, different conferences help you now as you get into being a head football coach in the SEC. Yeah, I think every one of those experiences um, helps shape who and what you are as, as a as a person, as a coach, and, and how you view the uh, the game of football. You know, from playing for Mike Leach as an offense when he was an offense coordinator at Oklahoma to playing for Bob um, and coaching for him for a long time to. Uh, my experiences at, at Missouri with Barry Odom and, and certainly what's happened uh, the last couple of years at, uh, at UCF, too, just in a leadership position as a head coach. Uh, all those things certainly play a huge part in, in how you approach the game and, and how you manage everything. Coach, when, when you were a kid, I assume that you know Tennessee obviously was having a lot more success than they are now. What's, what's your first recollection of Tennessee football? I know you're ne- not necessarily from, from here, but at the same time, Tennessee's such a national brand, as you say. What? Is there a moment in time where you remember, you know, watching a Tennessee game on TV growing up? Shoot, man, I remember being a little kid Saturday afternoon, CBS Sports, and, and flipping on the TV and and watching the uh, the Florida Tennessee game or, or the Georgia Tennessee game. Just uh, great memories from my childhood and and watching them have a, a ton of success. You know, Coach Majors as a uh, as a kid growing up and and just the success that he had here. Hey, Josh, it's Chris again. What when you talk to the players and, and, and talk to them about, you talked a lot about culture tonight. What did you sort of glean from them? What, what do they want? I know that's a hungry bunch of kids. They have not had the kind of success recently that anybody associated with Tennessee wants to have. But what was sort of your main takeaway from meeting with them? Uh, I think uh, there, there's a lot of things that I took away and, and tried to listen more than, than I spoke almost and, and giving them an opportunity to, to express themselves and, and what their expectations and things that they wanted to accomplish and, and what they felt like was missing too. And, and I think, you know, some of the great takeaways from that conversation with with them is, is uh, they want to be accountable to each other and they want to be accountable to the process every single day. Um, they understand that, that – uh, there's a process that you got to get to or go through to, to have an opportunity to be successful. I think they want to be connected. Uh, they want to love one another, but they want to they want to spend time together and, and not just in the game, but outside of the game as well. And, and we got to connect. And, and uh, football's a tough, physical, violent game uh, at its core. Most of the guys that are inside of that locker room play it because they want to be part of, of something that's bigger than them. They want to be part of a brotherhood and and they want that connection and love, and, and uh, it's a imperent, uh, imperative that uh, our coaching staff, you know, gets to know these guys outside of the game as well and know them as individuals, and that takes a lot of time in year one because you haven't spent time recruiting them uh, during the recruiting process, and, and we got to invest a lot of time in that to connect the right way. 
Coach, it's Austin again. When, when you look at your current roster, there's some there's some pieces there on offense. Um, you know, if any of those guys, you know, tried to find time with you and, and express kind of their, you know, excitement about getting to spring practice and kind of getting that offensive install going? Yeah, there's a bunch of them that are doing the research and, and uh, <laughs> making sure that they're in our ears already about the, the plays that they're capable of making. Uh, with the ball in their hands. Uh, uh, our guys have been great since we've gotten here. I've had a bunch of conversations with them, you know, just inside of our building. And actually right before I jumped on here, there were a few guys that were up in our facility just trying to check in and, and get to know you. And I've encouraged that and, and want that. And that's not just, you know, in year one, but that's going to be who and what we are inside of our, our program every day uh, during my tenure here. And, and uh uh, we got a lot of really good players uh, inside of that that team room uh, in all three phases of the game. We got a chance to to win a bunch of ball games. We guys got to focus on today and make sure that we're taking uh, the right steps each and every day to get us where we want to be. Josh, it's Chris. You know when you look at your offense and it, it, the offense has changed so much over the last few years. Period. But when I've watched your offenses play the last few years, you know you see the tempo. You see trying to go fast and and really hit guys and get guys in space and make plays down the field. Is that a little bit of a combination of, of all the different places you've been? And If you were explaining your offense to someone who's never watched your guys play before, how would you explain it? Yeah, I think we certainly have grabbed, uh, you know, bits and pieces of everywhere I've been, and, and the game evolves, and so you're going to evolve uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and that's true in every phase of the game. Uh, you know, the game's constantly changing. you got to evolve, and you, you can't afford to be stagnant. But it also you also change offensively just based on your personnel and, and how can you create a uh, position of uh, success or a position, uh, position of advantage for, for your skill players and, and understanding the over in, uh, the entire game and uh, how you protect and, and put your p- position of your offensive line in, in a position of success too and, and um, so it constantly changes and evolves um, but we're going to make sure that uh, we get guys that prove that they're going to play at a championship level uh, give them an opportunity to, to get out there on the football field I think it's important that as a football coach you always ask uh, about your personnel just what can they do at a championship level what can't they do and you try to put them in a position to be successful we're going to play with tempo uh, we're going to be an exciting brand we're going to put our skill players in, in space uh, and uh, uh, obviously we, uh, we like to go vertical with the football in the, in the passing game and, and uh, really go vertical with our, our run game as well if, if you watch it. And, and uh, I think the, the thing that people don't understand is that, that we're really pretty balanced on offense, just run pass, and uh, we're going to put our kids in position to, to play fast, be successful, and, and have a lot of fun. Josh, you mentioned alignment earlier, the whole university being alignment and not – haven't been around Tennessee for a long time. There's been a while since it's really been aligned, you know. And you go to Clemson, you go to Alabama, you go to Ohio State, and that alignment is, is pretty obvious for everybody to see. How much is it you do you think it helps your transition and coming in, having worked for Danny, he knows you, you know him, and getting everything aligned the way you guys want it? Absolutely, just you know, comfort and the ability to communicate together, understanding the expectations of what we're trying to accomplish, and that's for our student athletes on the field in the weight room. Uh, but it's also just in, in their over, uh, overall uh, 
view of, of what we're trying to teach them here while they're going through the collegiate experience outside of the game, academically, socially, um, making sure that we're continuing to educate them in, in life lessons. And uh, when you're able to, to have that alignment with your athletic director and, and your chancellor, uh, it gives you a chance to, to keep pushing forward in every way, every day. And, and absolutely, we got to be doing that uh, to get us where we want to be by the time we kick off next fall. Well, Josh, man, we really appreciate you spending some time with us on The Nation. Now, we'll, we'll let you off the hook. We won't make you sing Rocky Top this time. But, the, <laughs> but, 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 but the next time you join us, you're going to have to know the words to it, all right? Is that a deal? <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll start learning that right now. <laughs> but, Josh, seriously, man, thanks for the time. Good luck to you, and we hope to catch up with you down the road, okay? I appreciate it, guys. Have a great night. Go you home. too. Thanks. All right, Josh Heupel. The head football coach, University of Tennessee, joining us tonight on The Nation. Certainly appreciate him taking the time. We'll go ahead and get to our first break here on The Nation, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee area. We're happy to be here tonight at the Turkey Creek location. Do you hate to wait? Download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Text STEAK to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information about specials and delicious gifts, standard message, and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked beer, ice-cold, <laughs> fresh-baked bread, I should say, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Have you struggled with your glasses fogging up when wearing a mask this year? Now more than ever, Dr. Colby Stewart and his team at Tennessee LASIK are here for you. Visit TNLASIK.com or call 865-966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit fbhp.com to learn more today. 
Take it to the hoop this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're at the arena or watching from home, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring a flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. We welcome you back into the show. It's The Nation. We do it every Sunday night. We're at the Texas Roadhouse. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. If you missed the first segment, you missed new head football coach Josh Heupel breaking down uh, his first few days on the job. Austin, as you've done, I know you guys at VolQuest have talked to prospects, recruits in different classes. What has sort of been the general buzz among the people you guys have talked to, the kids you've talked to about the hypo hire? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, most people are willing to give them a chance. Um, you know, the, the people that we've talked to, uh, you know, are, especially the offensive kids are intrigued by uh, the ability to see a, a Tennessee offense score more points because, let's face it, they didn't score a whole lot of points this year. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there are some things that, you know, they, they wonder about as far as, you know, his staff and that type of thing, and that's something that Coach Heupel's got to, uh, you know, get figured out and address. Um, but I, I think on the whole, the offensive guys, I've not really spoke to defensive players because it's hard to talk to them when they don't have a defensive staff. You know what I'm saying? I, you know. So I, I think right now, you know, the offensive guys I've talked to have expressed interest. Ty Simpson tonight tweeting out he's going to commit on the 19th, um, the quarterback from Martin, Tennessee. Um, that, that timeline with Heupel just taking the job probably doesn't line up, um, you know, for things being great for Tennessee. But at the same time, you know, you know how much will he, will he give Tennessee a chance to continue to recruit him if uh, – if he commits elsewhere, coming up on the 19th of February. Where do you? Where are the other schools? If, if it's not Tennessee, for well, that Clemson kid. or Alabama? Clemson or Alabama. So you tell me. Now, I know Sark, Sark was Sark. He had, he liked Sark a lot. He but did. You, you don't think the Texas thing is probably going to be? I, no, it won't be a Texas. It's too far away from home. I mean, you know, Clemson and Tennessee are you know what, seven eight hour drives. It's a lot further you know down to Austin. So. Well, and, and Coach Eiffel tonight saying that you know yes he 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 wanted to. Zero in, some, zero in on some guys on his staff, certainly defensive. I think he's already brought a lot of guys from the offensive side with him. He has not officially named anybody, but I think you're going to see most of the, most of the same offensive guys are with him, not all of them, at UCF. Yeah, Coach Golish, Coach Halsley. Follow him here to Tennessee. Now, that's not to say he's going to, he's going to fill every staff position on offense. The defensive side, and he said this himself tonight, you know, listen, it's more important for him to talk to people, sort of feel it out, see what is a fit before he rushes just to get a defensive coordinator or defensive coaches. And I also think uh, in talking to people over there that he wants to hire a defensive coordinator and then let the defensive coordinator, AP, be involved in who his assistant coaches are around him. Um, and obviously the, the questions I know all of all fans have, T. Martin still on staff. His contract actually ended today. Uh, I don't think there's been any, any resolution with that. We'll see where that shakes. I'm sure there's going to be a conversation with T. and Hypel and, and the administration there to see if that's something that both sides or either side want to go forward with. I would not rule him out being on the staff, but I also don't think it's fair to say he's 70%, 80%, or any percentage definitely coming back. But that is a conversation we'll have. Kevin Steele is the other one. 
uh, still there, still on staff, still working every day. Uh, I, I think there will probably be some kind of conversation there as well. I think they'll probably already talk to some degree. And, and, but I also think Josh Heifel, any coach, wants to go out there and look and see what else is out there as far as defensive coordinators. You know, it, this is a tough time. This is a weird time to be hiring a coordinator, really on either side of the ball. Now, the good thing offensively is we we're heard him say that he calls his own plays, so you got that sort of taken care of. But hiring a defensive coordinator the 1st of February, the first week of February, is not the easiest timing to do that. It's not. And, um, you know, uh, Kevin makes the most sense. But with that said, you had a defensive coordinator that was basically forced upon Coach Heupel when he was at UCF, Randy Shannon. Those two did not jive at all. So, you know, if, if you don't feel like, you know, jive with Kevin, then, then maybe you don't go down that road. I think that the, the hiring a guy that meshes with Coach Heupel to be your D.C. that's also, on the other end of the spectrum, a quality D.C. that, that, can, that can produce, that, that's the most important hire he can make. And then second of all, it's just getting quality recruiters on this staff. Um, and to this point right now, he don't have a whole lot of guys in the building. So I won't say he's a staff of one anymore, but he's he's not a staff of full. That's for sure. Well, and you know, Kevin still would help him in a lot of a lot of ways. You know, I think would help him certainly from a defensive, having coached in this league for a long time, on defense, having recruited in this league, and been a really good, successful recruiter. He's a veteran guy. I think all coaches, certainly younger coaches like a high pool, you you need those vets around you, guys who've done it. Uh, and moving into the SEC, it makes it, I think, even more important. So, yeah, I think Kevin Steele would, would be a smart hire. But, you know, Josh Heupel's the one has got to make the hire. He's the one that's got to be comfortable with it. You know, is this somebody that I feel like I can work with? Is this my guy? Does he fit my vision? And I think that's why, you know, you still got to, you, before you make any decision, you know, you got to sit down and you got to talk. And I think those discussions will take place. And I, I think you look around college football, you look in this league. I mean, there are some other guys that, that, you know, if if you're Tennessee and you're willing to pay the kind of money to get good people. And I think to this point, when you look at what Tennessee has spent, AP, to get Danny White away from Central Florida, to get Josh Heupel away from Central Florida, and paying what they're paying Danny White, one of the highest paid ADs in in all of college sports, I don't think that if there's a a, a defensive coordinator out there that Josh Heupel feels like he's got to have, whether it's Kevin Steele, or anybody else, that Tennessee's going to say, no, the price tag's too steep. I think we have seen that to this to this point, that Tennessee's going to pay what they feel like they need to pay to get the people they want in place. Well, once you didn't go out and break the bank on your head coach, then, yeah, I mean, you should be able to have some extra money to say, hey, let's go get a top-shelf staff. You know, now, I mean, let's face it, the two guys he's brought in from Central Florida, they weren't making a ton of money down there. So you're not going to have to break the bank to get those guys. But the rest of your rest of your staff, you better have some financial, you know, freedom. In, freedom. Yeah, I mean, you better have a, you better be able to, to throw some money at some people because he does. He needs some people that have recruited the SEC. And I think he will, and I you think know? they will have that kind of money. I, I, that's what I, I don't think that if they need to pay two and a half million dollars for a DC, I don't know. think that's going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. Now I remember agree. this: Kevin Steele is going to make two and a half per the next two years, whether he works at Tennessee or whether he goes to Edisto and spends the next two years. So, you know, you if you if you brought him in, then to the Auburn's paying the 2.5. Now, would you supplement that? You know, I, I don't know, but that's one thing to consider here. But I, I, uh, I do think that whoever it is and whoever the assistants are surrounding the defensive coordinator, I think Tennessee will pay a lot of money and will be willing to pay a lot of money 
to get those those people in place because it, it's you, you rarely see a coach come into the SEC that doesn't have people around him who have coached and recruited in the SEC at a high level that has a lot of success. And yeah. I think Josh Heupel is certainly smart enough to realize that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, just how his staff breaks down, and there are some quality coaches out there. You know, I don't know if he'll bring any of them in, but, I mean, you look at, at Travis Williams from Auburn, another guy at Auburn obviously would be, you know, Rodney Garner, you know, who they, both those guys have recruited this, this, uh, this league for a long time. You know, we'll see what he does at wide receivers coach. Does he does he give T. Martin a new contract, or what? You know, or, or you know, does he does he bring Cody Burns in? Cody Burns was a guy that he hired, right? You know, at UCF, um, just you know, a week before, you know, getting this job. And Rodney Garner's a guy that's been at Tennessee before. Uh, and it was Rodney gives you instant credibility, right. Chris, and he's and he's he's recruited in this league. He's recruited this footprint for a lot of different schools. Yeah. When I say this footprint, the Southern footprint, Georgia, yeah, Auburn. Auburn, Tennessee, and I would say this: if Kevin Steele is your defensive coordinator, I'd say it's about a thousand percent that Rodney Garner would be coming. Now, that's not to say that even if Kevin Steele's not your D coordinator, that Rodney would not still be coming. I tell you that the, one of the other hot names. In the SEC, and a lot of people have already tried to get him as the Arnett guy at Mississippi State yeah. as defense quarter. He, a lot of people have already come in there and tried to pry him away. Now, I, I think the fact that he's only been there, what I guess for the year, right, has probably kept him from making a move. But he's he is a commodity. I think will continue to be a commodity. There, that's another name of I think of a guy if you're looking for a, a coordinator. But I think it would take a lot to get him. But going back to our past conversation, I don't think that's a deal breaker if it costs a lot of money to get who Josh Heupel feels like is the right defensive coordinator. We'll talk some basketball on the other side. Rick Barnes Club with a very, very impressive and much-needed win against Kansas yesterday. Well, a needed win the, the way they won it. Like, there was an ugly win midweek. You know, this was a much more impressive well, to, win. To look offensively in sync. Guys, oh, yeah. guys Shot hitting well. shots. And, and you know what I love about it? And Rick, I talked to Rick earlier today. They made a ton of shots, mid-range shots. You know, yeah, they hit a lot of threes, but they made a lot of shots mid-range where this club, when it's really playing well and at its best, you're getting inside the lane and making some of those tough twos and mid-range shots, and Tennessee did that yesterday in an 80-61 to win over Kansas. All right, let's take this second break here on the nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just one minute. Hey, fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdknoxville.com. At First Horizon, every day is game day. Whether it's checking and savings accounts, mortgages, or financial guidance, First Horizon has a starting lineup that will take care of you and your family in every phase of life. With over 150 years of banking experience, we have a deep understanding of you and your way forward. Right, Coach? When your core values are built on honesty, trust, and the customer experience, you've got a chance to be special. And that's exactly how I would describe my experience at First Horizon. The official bank of the vaults. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. 
It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. At University Eye Specialists, we're proud to call Knoxville home. We've been serving this community since 1935 and have cared for the UT Athletics Department since 1978. We pride ourselves on delivering the most comprehensive eye care in East Tennessee. Eye care is personal to us, just like our community. At University Eye Specialists, we're helping you live life in focus. To learn more, visit us at universityeye.com. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Thompson Bowling Arena or hooping it up from home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college basketball wherever you are. When things heat up on the court, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This season, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Welcome back into The Nation. It's Chris Lowe and Austin Weiss with the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek on a uh, sort of a hazy, cold Sunday afternoon. Snow in the forecast tomorrow. Are the Price Girls pretty fired up about maybe? Everybody's virtual now, so it's the, the no, days. not virtual. Well, virtual. a lot of them are. A lot of, a lot of kids are. They're in person. I tell you what, good show already tonight. We had uh, Josh Heupel, the new head football coach, on the show. And on the scene tonight, the MV, I'm talking about the real MVP of the nation, Thomas Leifert. On the scene, and it's just amazing, AP, how this show just flows so smoothly when Thomas is here on location. So we're good, good, good deal to have him back here. All right, let's talk a little bit more basketball. The Lady Vols, by the way, beating Florida today, 79-65. Um, so a good weekend for basketball for Tennessee's two basketball teams. Tennessee goes on the road Tuesday. Rick Barnes' team does Tuesday to play at Ole Miss. So a quick turnaround, the team leaving tomorrow to head to Oxford. I tell you what, I, Kansas did not play well, didn't shoot it well, but a lot of that, I thought Tennessee's defense was really good. But they had a quick turnaround. I think they played on Thursday too. I think Kansas had played on Thursday as well. They did. And, and came to Knoxville. And you can sort of see that they, I mean, I don't I want to say fatigue, and in the era of, of COVID, you never know who's, you know, coming off that or been quarantined or whatever. So Tennessee now the, the the shoe sort of flips, and they have to play a quick turnaround and go on the road and play Ole Miss. And I think I think the, these next week or two, because you got Kentucky coming up after that, that also a road game. So this next week, you really want to sort of build on your momentum. You played, you you, you grinded one out against Mississippi State, and then you played probably one of your best games, certainly one of your top two or three best games of the year against a, uh, a 15th-ranked Kansas team where you played so well and so smoothly offensively, and you had a lot of different people contributing offensively, AP. Yeah, I mean, they, they really played well. I mean, again, they, they were able to really kind of get things done, and, and, and you know, it was, it was not just one or two guys. I mean, Eve Pons was was perfect for such a long stretch of that basketball game from the floor. You had ultimately, um, you had a couple of different guys that really played well. When you look at you know uh, John or, St- or John Fulkerson, who really you know I thought you know 
had one of his more assertive games. His, he had a couple of step-back shots that, that I thought helped Tennessee uh, when Kansas started to make a run a couple of times. You know, Josiah Jordan-James with almost a double-double, nine points, 11 rebounds. Um, you know, I, I thought that he, he really, you know, came off the bench after Tennessee decided to start the two freshmen, uh, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. And uh, I, th- I thought, you know, Triple J was was off the charts. You know, I thought he'd come in as a total team guy and, and really was, you know, someone who really looked to help them get stuff done over the uh, the last, you know, you know, stretch of the first half. Well, you know, when Tennessee uh, – um, Excuse there, there we are. When Tennessee makes threes and you have a lot of – you have a lot of different people contributing offensively, they're, um, they're really tough to beat. And I tell you, when when Josiah hits his three, because he's such a good all-around player, um, a, a guy that does a little bit of everything for Tennessee. He handles the basketball. He can rebound. He plays good defense and uh, and distributes the basketball. But when he's making three-pointers, and he made a couple yesterday, uh, that really makes this team more dangerous offensively. And, and you, you saw, you know, when Bailey made a couple threes, and, and the way they were able to spread it out offensively, I think that's the way this team's going to have to play. If they're going to make a run in the postseason in March, you know, they're just not going to be able to depend on Pons and or Fulkerson or just any two people to carry them. They're going to have to be have it sort of spread out among four, five, even six guys doing the scoring and getting more points going to the glass, more points in the paint. And I think when they shoot threes and make them, that's just going to be a bonus. That that's when this team will be at its best. You know, you said about a lot of teams, three pointers changed basketball period. Certainly the college game, uh, but with this team, well, look not, at Alabama. Yeah, and, anytime Tennessee even made a little bit of a run that night, they Alabama would hit two threes, and all of a sudden it would negate you know three Tennessee baskets. Boom. Because what Tennessee doesn't have on this team is they don't have that big presence inside that they can go to and get a basket, like like the big kid at Missouri Tillman. I mean, he, you know, you know, if you get the ball inside to him down deep, he's going to have a chance to score. Even Grant Williams, Grant Williams was a six ten, but you knew you could go to him in the paint, down on the block, when you needed to, on a crucial, you know, a crucial possession, or and you were running a half court set, and he almost always was going to be able to get you a basket, or certainly a good look at it. Tennessee doesn't really have that. You know, Pons, I think his mid range game when he's looking to score and he's aggressive. You know, he can certainly be effective, but that's why it's more important than ever to sort of spread that out. And, boy, I tell you what, it sure is good for Tennessee to see Jaden Springer, a healthy Jaden Springer, back on the floor, being aggressive, taking the ball to the basket, and making things happen. Listen, Tennessee is undefeated this year when he plays. I mean, like, you know, and, and I like the fact that Rick, you know, mixed it up. Went with the two freshmen yesterday to start. Good wake-up call for the guys that had been starting. I thought they came in. Victor Bailey comes in and, and, and knocked down some shots there you know, last night in the game. Again, we talked about Josiah Jordan-James. You know, I thought he had a complete game uh, last night. So, I, again, I, I think that it's not just, you know, they got to have Jaden Springer. Yes, they do need Jaden Springer, but they've got to have these other guys play more consistently and step up, make, make outside shots, have good spacing, and, uh, you know, and they did that last night. And, and, a, and a big reason why I think Tennessee looked more like the Tennessee team we saw early in the season. And if they can get back to being that, then this is a Tennessee basketball team that can be right there playing on the second weekend and potentially playing on the third weekend if they have it structured that way this year. All right, it's time for AP's favorite part of the show. It's the Marathon Question of the Week. 
Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how Full Tank of Freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take you wherever you go. Marathon fueling the American spirit. All right, so the next four games for Tennessee AP, three of those four games on the road. Starts with Ole Miss this Tuesday night in Oxford. Then Saturday, the Vols go to the Big Blue, Kentucky. Then they come back home against a Florida team on February 10th that absolutely just torched Tennessee down in Gainesville a week or so ago. And then they go to LSU that Saturday. So three of the next four on the road for Tennessee. As you look at the rest of the schedule, where Tennessee is right now, what constitutes a good stretch for Tennessee over the next four games? Obviously, 4 0 is what you want to be, but. 4 0. Four, I mean, if they're 2 and 2, is that, is that no. a disappointment? Yes. Well, this team needs to be 3 and 1. Okay. You play like you did last night, you've got to be 3 and 1 in your next four. I'm not saying you can't lose a game. That, that sounds ridiculous. But Tennessee needs to be 3 and 1 in their next four. If that happens, then Tennessee, to me, has flipped the script after what was a kind of a ugly middle of the season uh, stretch there. Well, you know, as you look at that stretch, you know, Ole Miss. You know, even though it's on the road, certainly a, a game that Tennessee plays well, you think they win. Kentucky is just, let's be honest, they've had a bad year. But you know they're still capable. That game's up there uh, in Lexington. Although, Vital talked about it yesterday. <laughs> Don't you find it funny that, that Vital has done two games this year? He's seen Tennessee at its worst, and he's seen Tennessee at its best. And uh, and he, he noted this yesterday, and he's dead on. The home court advantage at places like Rupp Arena and Cameron Indoor Stadium, uh, even Allen Fieldhouse there in Kansas, that are, are just traditionally and historically tough, tough places to play. That's that's really been neutralized now. You know, yeah, there is no home court advantage yeah. other than having to, to travel and you're at someone else's place. Yeah, the bigger the, the bigger disadvantage is that Kansas played Thursday, turned around, played Saturday more so than it is Kansas had to go on the road. And just like Tennessee this, yeah. this week, Saturday. It's Saturday in, in, but, but Tennessee at least has one extra day. When you have that two-day deal, when you're Thursday, really Saturday. Really one game in between, or one right. day in between, yeah. yeah. That's tough. That's really hard. I tell you what, let's, um, let's go ahead and take our third and final break tonight on the nation. We'll talk a little bit more football on the other side. Just sort of, you know, what we, we'll, we'll recap a little bit of what Coach Heifel talked about in the first segment. We'll talk about some players. You talked a little bit about Ty Simpson. Just a little bit more football on the other side as we welcome you back here in just a couple of minutes at the Texas Roadhouse in Turkey Creek. You're listening to The Nation. Fans, this season, relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer and ice cold to Secchi Cerveza. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember to celebrate responsibly that 21 means 21. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit fbhp.com to learn more today. 
Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Thompson Bowling Arena or hooping it up from home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college basketball wherever you are. When things heat up on the court, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This season, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly, 21 means 21. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome back into The Nation. It's Chris Lowe and Austin Price. This is The Nation. You listen to us, and we appreciate that every Sunday night. Uh, we Next week's Super Bowl, AP, so we, we would ask you to sort of Stay tuned to your local affiliates. Uh, we could maybe move the time around a little bit, maybe 6 p.m., maybe a little bit earlier to the Lady Vols play next Sunday. So just sort of stay tuned to your affiliates. And uh, But we do plan to be on next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Tom Brady, Mr. Super Bowl, trying to win another. All right, AP, we had Josh Heupel on earlier today. We talked a little bit about building his staff. We talked about surrounding himself with people that have SEC experience, not only SEC coaching experience, but SEC recruiting experience. Uh, we talked. He talked about his meeting with the team, his takeaway with the team. You know, when I heard that he was the guy they were going to hire, I think the first thing I thought about is, A, I hope that people, fans around the program give the guy a chance. And I understand the frustration that has permeated this program for the last 10 years and all the different changes and the fact that, you know, I know what Danny White said, that he, this is our number one candidate. There's, there's a rule of thumb in every coach search. And that is, no AD ever gets turned down. Okay, clearly, and I, and I, I applaud Danny White for this. He went out and they talked. They they beat the bushes and kicked the tires with a lot of different guys. You know, and he said came close on a few. He, he said we did an exhaustive coach search, and I think that's what you should do. You should swing high, and I think they did swing high. At the end of the day, Josh Heupel was the, the guy after they did this search that he felt like he was most comfortable with. They could get, and I and I asked Josh this. He wanted to be here. It was clear he wasn't scared of the challenge. He wasn't scared of the fact that he's probably going to be facing NCAA sanctions over the next year or two. He wanted to be here. It, meant, it mattered to him to try to restore Tennessee to its past court. So all those things. But the thing that, that I thought about first and foremost is he runs the kind of offense that really when you look around college football right now, the teams that are scoring points and moving the football. They're the ones that are exciting to play for. Right. And, and player, quarterbacks, and skill guys, they want to come play in those offenses. They, they, they run tempo. They get guys the ball in space. Um, those players, highly rated players, 
talented players yep. want to play in those offenses. And I'll tell you the other thing about that offense, and this is the other thought I had, is with that type of offense, an up-tempo spread where you're, you're, you're going tempo and, and team, defenses can't get lined up, you got a better chance of beating teams that are better than you. Maybe they have better personnel. We've seen that, or at least being competitive with those teams. You see that around the country, where as opposed to sort of lining up more pro-style, you're just going toe-to-toe with teams. Unless you're Clemson or Alabama, and even Alabama doesn't play like that anymore, you got a better chance to beat some teams because of that kind of offense. You do. you you got to be different. Um, you know, it, when, you're, when you're behind the eight ball, you, you better be different than everybody else to create potential mismatch problems. And so... You know, maybe that's what, you know, that this offense will do. Uh, you know, a Tennessee offense that's struggled, uh, you know, and not been very dynamic outside of a game or two for the last, you know, several years. So, if you think about the quarterback play, not just during Jeremy's tenure, but, you know, even dating back to Butch's last year, you know, that quarterback room, they've got to find somebody that can be, I'm not saying they got to be Josh Dobbs, but they got to be more than what they've had the last four years. Yeah, got to, got to go recruit one. Got to coach one, got to develop one, but they clearly, however you, <laughs> however you want to phrase it, they got to be better at that position. They got to be better, more versatile. Um, you, you know, because you look around, the, you know, you, you look at what. I'm trying to think, oh, Grayson McCall, the kid at Coastal Carolina, redshirt freshman. Yep. What, what he was able to do this past year in Jamie Chadwell's offense. What Corral was able to do in Lane's offense at Ole Miss this past year. You know, young. You're talking about young guys for the most part. Yeah. That that had some some dual ability. Some you could do some different things. Well, I don't know. You know, and, and I don't know that you got to have a guy that's just got a rocket, Hollister type arm. Certainly having you know good good arm talent helps. But I think you look around at teams like that that have had some success in in, in those type of offenses, niche offenses, spread offenses, up tempo offenses, and having a guy like that who can who could do a couple different things can beat you. You know, a couple different ways will be important. So, you know, is that guy on campus? And of course, they, they've got the transfer coming in from Virginia Tech. Harrison Bailey will be a sophomore. I assume AP that there's spots open. If does he go look for another transfer quarterback? I mean, I think there's a lot of different options out there, but you certainly got to be better. You got to be better at the quarterback position. Period. You do. I mean, Tennessee's you know again been dreadful there. You know, outside of. You know, a handful of games. Missouri last year, um, you know, they've had their moments where they've, you know, South Carolina last year, uh, when I, I'm referencing, I mean, 2019, not 2020, um, you know, where, where Tennessee was able to put up points, put up yards, but, you know, the quarterback position's been not very good. And, and I'm not talking about just the pick sixes. It's just, you know, a lack of consistency at that position uh, since, Josh, since Josh Dobbs left. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, and a lot of times, too, we talk, we've sit here for the last five minutes talking about the quarterback. You know, so much of what the quarterback does depends on who's around him. And, and the offensive line, it's going to be, a, you know, a pretty massive overhaul right next year on the offensive line for Tennessee. You know, so you're going to have a lot of new guys up there playing. You know, probably, if not your best, one of your top, I think probably this year was their best playmaker in space, a guy who did a lot of different things for him. Eric Gray, he's gone. You know, so there are going to be chances for guys well, around I, the quarterback and, and, and finding guys that can help and surround the quarterback with some guys who can make some plays in space. Yeah, I mean, I think Gray's a good player. I don't think Gray's a great player. But and, he was their he was their best weapon, most consistent weapon last year, right? 
certainly one of their Chris, top that, two. That means nothing to me. Well, I mean, like their offense was terrible. I mean, like that's like saying, okay, player X was their best tight end last year. When you don't throw to the tight end, who cares? Yeah, but he was a good player. I don't think Oklahoma. I don't good. think Co- that's what I just said. He's a good player. I don't think Oklahoma, I don't think Oklahoma takes spends a scholarship on Eric Gray. If they don't think he can make a big difference. He can make a difference. Okay, I won't say he's. And they didn't have a lot of difference makers on this team or returning, which is why losing a guy like that. But I think. Even with him gone, you want to try to you want to figure out guys that maybe haven't gotten a chance, put them in position in this new offense to help the quarterback because that's going to be as important as anything is who you surround. Of, the quarterback of all the with. positions that Tennessee lost players to the transfer portal, I thought that running back was the the least big of a hit because Tennessee's got more depth at the running back position. Keyshawn Lawrence, though, in the secondary, that's a way bigger loss for Tennessee because Tennessee doesn't have as many good players in the secondary. Yeah, you just never want to lose good young players, period. Certainly guys that have just been in your program for a year or so. Okay, our thanks to Josh Heupel for joining us tonight on The Nation. Our thanks to Austin Price, my main man, Mr. Lyford. We'll see you next Sunday night on The Nation. It will be 6 p.m., by the way, on Super Bowl Sunday. See you then. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service 12 area east tennessee restaurants by marathon featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance stop by your neighborhood marathon station marathon fueling the american spirit by university eye specialists helping you live life in focus since 1935 and by dosekis nothing goes with college football like an ice cold refreshing dosekis cerveza keep it interessante and please enjoy dosekis response Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation.